Hi, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Great Things to Come. This appears to be a matter-of-fact recounting of a ho-hum setting, but it is far more than that. I'm reminded I should not read or listen to God's Word in order to check a box, but rather to read it so as to understand more about Jesus and more about what God has in mind for us to know. To stick to us, quicken us, challenge and grow our faith. I take you now to John's Gospel, chapter 4. Then he, Jesus, went again to Cana of Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a certain royal official whose son was ill at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea into Galilee, he went to him and pleaded with him to come down and heal his son, for he was about to die. Jesus told him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Sir, the official said to him, Come down before my boy dies. Go, Jesus told him, your son will live. The man believed what Jesus said to him and departed. While he was still going down, his slaves met him, saying that his boy was alive. He asked them at what time he got better. Yesterday, at seven in the morning, the fever left him, they answered. The father realized this was the very hour at which Jesus had told them, your son will live. Then he himself believed, along with his whole household. We do well to step a little closer. While we do not know his name, the fact is this official exhibited great humility. Consider that he traveled some 20 plus miles to seek out Jesus, a carpenter from Nazareth. Of course, he had heard Jesus made ordinary water into wine the last time he was in town. And now this man was desperate for another miracle that his dying son would receive healing. Desperate needs lead to desperate all-out measures because our hearts are committed to whatever it takes. So, we find a man of power and prestige reduced to begging because his beloved boy is languishing. Nothing matters more than finding some way to save him. Jesus did not miss the gravity of the man's need, but first he must establish something. He is not interested in performing signs and wonders for the sake of being a miracle worker. Jesus is interested in the hearts of men and women. So he flushes out the man with tough words, testing his mettle. And without any sign, the official trusted Jesus that it was as he said, his son would live. He believed without seeing. Those who believe without seeing are blessed, John wrote. 
That was true of the father who, without a tangible sign, had faith that what Jesus told him was true. His son would live. It is also true of you and me, as Jesus said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Those who believe without seeing are blessed. John 20, 29. Believe in him, do you? You are blessed. So the proud man who humbled himself that day and surely thought he would be taking the healing carpenter home with him to touch his son, turned to begin the long journey home, praying he had made the right decision to go home alone, trusting with no proof that anything had changed for his boy. He would not have to travel too long, though, as men arrived to tell him his boy was well. When did this happen? Can you tell me the time of day? Well, can you? The master no doubt urgently pressed his men. Unbelievably, it was the very time when Jesus had said, Your boy will live. Hmm. Yes, oh yes, the man's faith had become sight. The one in whom he had placed his faith had been faithful, Jesus of Nazareth. As the woman at the well ran to tell the townspeople all about Jesus, I believe this father assembled his family and servants and told them the great thing Jesus had done. Jesus had healed his son. Hallelujah! Jesus did great things. But here's what you need to know. Jesus yet does great things now. What is your greatest need? Pray. God will hear your prayer and move into action. Jesus yet does great things.